When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. See, now here's a great story about heritage. Okay. You know, people's heritage, very, very important. We're talking about Palestinians. We're talking about Jews, talking about their heritage and all the rest of it. As I've said many times, I uh, grew up Roman Catholic, and I looked down at the Wall Street Journal. The Wall Street Journal has an article this morning. He might have been Pope. Instead, he may go to prison. No, I've never heard that before. He might have been what? Pope. He might have been Pope. Instead, he may go to prison. The Pope. Now they're going to send the Pope to prison? I don't think I've ever heard of that one before. What do you think? I mean, those are some you have those are some pivots. I've had yep. some pivots in my career, but that's a pretty big pivot. Okay, now I have to ask you a question. See how uh, how much you know about Catholicism. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Okay, he may have been pope. Instead, he may go to prison. So they're saying the cardinal mm-hmm. committed a crime. Mm-hmm. That's what they're saying. Okay. Yeah. What's his heritage? Italian. Yeah, baby. Good guess. Wait Thank you. His name is Cardinal Giovanni Angelo Becchio. Nice. See, now you figured that out. You just assume that people like Sansevier are going to commit crimes, don't you? That's obviously mm-hmm. the, I want you to take, that's the takeaway I would like you to walk away with. <laughs> I, yeah, I thought we were actually talking about Sansevier, where he could either be Pope or now he's potentially going to jail. <laughs> that man's never had a real job in his life. <laughs> Sandy becoming Sansevier the Pope. Yeah. Hey, I'm the Pope. I'd like to talk to you today. Oh, my God. Yelling up there on the pulpit. Bring around the Pope mobile, eh? Hey! <laughs> Hey, bring it around, will you? Cardinal Giovanni Angelo Becchio, or Becchio, excuse me, uh, was a rising star under Pope Francis until corruption charges left him battling for exoneration and his freedom. So it all has to do with a little money grubbing. Is that what this is all about? I'm sure. Uh, Corruption. Says corruption. Is corruption always money? No, because in the, especially in this um field i was worried it was something else like what what in catholicism high level uh people sometimes can be are we child rape no is a corrupt big... he's saying corruption no i'm just saying that like it could have been anything oh, like well yeah that's what i'm saying like i'm glad it's money compared to like oh, them hiding yeah, the yeah. fact that was a big part of the field for a while is like i'll take the money over other things in this 
realm. Does anyone understand what she's saying? Because I yeah, got I, no idea. I, she's just saying, like, when it comes to, like, a crime that the Pope or committed, a lot of times you hear about, yeah, child molestation. Or and hiding stuff. it. Or That's hiding the big it. one. Yeah. Uh, but as far as corruption goes, once you get into the world of corruption, I mean, almost 100% of the time, it's money-based. So you're saying there's more child child-involved sex in Catholicism than any other religion? No, I didn't say that at all. That's exactly what I heard. Well, I'm shocking that that's what you heard. No, I'm I'm saying that. my mother in my prayers tonight. Oh, my God. First off, it's not a hot take that the Catholic Church has hidden the child molestations and moved priests around to hide it. That's not a hot take. Now, I will tell you the truth. This is true, and I can't say where it was because I went to a few different Catholic schools. Yeah. But I have a... um, friend who's a boy and a friend who's a girl they were both molested oh that's a fact and i did not know about that until about five years ago by the way they held it to themselves for 60 years that's so sad yeah it is i think the problem is is not like catholic people equals child molested i would never think that my thing is my thing is is the unasked questions that we leave our children with people that are holy attracts a certain person to the church to yeah. then seek that yes. out. So it's like, it, it's, it's more of attraction than it is like Catholicism's right. done anything it, for child molesting. Right. It's like the boy scout scandal. Exactly. Where when you, when somebody realizes like if you were a person that wants to commit that crime and you go, Oh, I can yeah. go into this yep. job market because it's easier to commit this crime. Then yeah, you're going to get more cases. No, I never did understand that even as a little boy, it's like, but even I have a mom and a dad. Why do these priests and nuns not have a wife and a husband? I had a hard time understanding their reasoning there. Because then they started telling me why that is, because women are married to God, I guess, that they're married to God. Well, does God, you know, I suppose he's picking up the bills because he passed the plate on Sunday. So I suppose it's, but the idea that, that your life extends all the way into wherever heaven might be is a little odd thinking to me. I got to be honest with you. Yeah, I think it's a a real missed opportunity to not um, allow priests to have wives. But I also don't think that in this case, it's it's it would be preventative for the situation, because I don't think that somebody who molests children would stop to switch it out with a, a wife. Does that make sense? Like, Yeah, I, no, I understand exactly what you're saying. But I get what you're saying, Tom. Like, I wouldn't under, I don't, it, I think you could be both things. I think, and a lot of religions do have that, where you can be oh, yeah. the head of yeah. a church and have a wife or a husband. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's a big part of my, I mean, it's the most important thing in my life is being married to Catherine. It's very, very important. The kids came from there. The grandkids came from there. Uh, I have a wonderful life, you know, but I don't know. It just never made any sense to me. Even as a little boy, it's like, well, why, why do I have a mom and a dad, but they can't be a mom or a dad? Cause you would think a priest and a nun would be wonderful parents. Yeah. Wouldn't you? Yeah. And to grow up in the church in, in the right environment, like with the way that yeah. they want it to be like the way that most Catholic people want the church to be. And that like mm-hmm. what, you know, what, they're trying to teach would be a great place for a kid to be raised. I mean, 
donuts every Sunday. Am I right? Oh, see? The best churches always have the donuts Except and breakfast. Except <laughs> they do do something scandalous when they cut it up oh, into yeah. like four pieces, mm. like one donut, and you're like, Ah, oh, Jesus. Jesus has nothing to do with this. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Jesus has nothing to do with this. Other. Like I said, who's that now? I still can't believe people got mad at me for that. Who, but in any case. Who's that guy up uh, there? Yeah, who's yeah. that guy? I mean, it's a joke for Christ's sake. Do you have any sense of humor at all, you Baptist bastards? Probably not. They're probably not watching Black Jesus in their free time. I miss that show oh, so much, I can't even tell it was you. so good. It wasn't the same after, uh, uh, what's his, <laughs> why can't I think of his name? Uh, died the main character, yeah the the brother uh, yeah uh, the, the brother of um, was it Eddie Char- Murphy yeah Charlie Murphy Charlie, Mur- Charlie Murphy passed away yeah. yeah but oh such a great show that show did you guys ever see Black Jesus oh yeah it was on Adult Swim so I watched it God it was good AJ mm-hmm. you get a chance that was one of those shows where it's like I would see the commercials for it but I never like sat down to watch it because they also I didn't really play a lot of reruns. Of, of like he was no. like yeah. yeah when it aired yeah. was when it aired and that was kind of it and I just never happened to like line it up at the right time. No, I just I did I I've seen every it was only three seasons wasn't it I think. Uh yeah, it was three or four and whatever four, the last yeah. season was I mean you could take it or leave it. Yeah, the last season wasn't as good. You're right, but I just love the fact that Jesus was just a the neighborhood thug basically. I, yeah, I love that. I thought it was wonderful. Jesus, yep. No question about it. So, yeah, we already covered the fuck, uh, the fact that uh, he might have been Pope. Instead, he uh, may go to prison. We covered that already. And I almost did say the F-bomb there, didn't I? That was very close. <laughs> oh, but in any line. case, uh, oh, pa, pa, pa. <laughs> I look up and you're both laughing. But it came that close, it, didn't it? It, it kind of sounded like a, like a Christmas. Pa, la, 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 the way. <laughs> I tried to catch up with myself. That's exactly what you're saying. Is that the plan? Yep. You're mean to me. Let me just point that out. You're horribly mean to <laughs> Uncle Tommy, but that's just how it is. So what is in the news? I'm, I haven't even really looked at the news much this morning. I'm just trying to catch up with a bunch of things. And uh, Zelensky's plea for Ukraine aid will find a tough audience in Washington. Um, you know, I'm getting, I got to be very honest with you, because I really can't say I'm one or the other. Well, I really am not one or the other. But I'm getting really tired of of Republican positions on something and Democrat positions on something, because your job is to serve the people, not do whatever you like. And that's the part that pisses me off right now about the American political system. You are not there to shove your ideas down our throat. You're there to serve the people. So get your head out of your ass and do your job. Is that ever going to happen again? I mean, I hope so. I mean, we're at a point where you could do pretty well in this world if that was your mantra. So I don't know why people don't realize that there is money to be made in honesty and and serving yes. the people. Yeah, and it's not your job to shove your political ideas down my throat. Yeah. Shut up and do your job. Yeah. yeah, We need to somehow work incentive-based pay into our politicians like hey here's the platform oh, you here's the platform you ran on you're going to get this base salary of xyz and then if you actually accomplish the things that you said you were going to accomplish or do your job and not have a government shutdown every other year 
we'll, you know, bump you up another 10,000, 20, whatever the case may be. Like a literal signing bonus if you're yeah. bill, like a billion yeah, percent right. that's signed into law. Like, if, if a quarterback like for an NFL team gets paid a little more because his team got to the playoffs, so should our politicians, you know, <laughs> do a bonus structure. Come on. But aren't you really sick of them shoving their beliefs down your throat? I am sick to death of that. And it's from both sides. Yeah. Um, there was something I really wanted to send you guys last night that I saw. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel, you know, George Santos is dealing with whatever. But anyways, he right. got on Cameo. And so now you pay $400 and you can have him say whatever you want. And Jimmy Kimmel ordered a bunch. And you guys, it is hilarious. Like we might have to play the audio because it was like, it's they have him saying all sorts of insane things. And like, good for him. At least he's making money, honestly, for once. <laughs> what do you mean, yeah, for what do you mean good for him? Didn't I don't How is this guy like, like honestly, no how was he not arrested? I thought, didn't he like. Oh, they're, I don't know. They'll, they're still in the middle of it. They've got like a plea deal and all that stuff. Mm. I don't really know too much. I just know like this man is unhinged. Like, in kind of the best way his lies were so crazy because <laughs> was santos was he the guy that his friend got arrested for the, like the child or the sex crimes or whatever no or this, this is the guy that just like lied about everything to yeah. get elected oh okay yeah. there we're talking about menudo or what's that guy's name menendez or George yeah, Santa. oh yeah oh yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like Anth- yeah it's like anthony menudo or something like that mm. is his actual name or something it? like that it's one of those but once again there's the exact proof we're talking about on one side you got a republican santos and on the other side you got menudo or whatever the hell his name these people are filthy shut up and serve the people yeah how about that yeah right Right. I mean, I wish there were one political party that were free and clear of all this, but it's not possible because it's it's occupied by human beings and they are going to go after whatever pleases them the most. That's a very human thing to do, I guess. More me now, me first, and then we'll get to you. Yeah. Right. Right. I really wish it wasn't that way. I wish they'd just do their jobs and shut the hell up. All right, because you always talk about this, Brittany, you're going to have to answer this question. Oh, no. No, it's a good question. Okay, good. Would you sell your dog for $200,000? No. No. I'm trying to think, where would the dog go? Well, the question is going viral after a woman claims someone made her an offer for real. Would you sell your dog for $200,000? A TikToker named uh, Alexis Elion, I think is how you would say that, uh, recently got a Doberman uh, puppy that's around six months old. She claims someone recently offered to buy the dog for 200 grand, and she turned them down. This is bullshit. It's bullshit. Also, I'm not that attached to a puppy yet, and, like, I feel like if I knew we were going to a good home, all right, like, I maybe. Like, here's the thing I'm thinking right now. Like, right now I have two dogs. Murphy and Robot, I love them to no end. But mm-hmm. are, are they kind of getting the short end of the stick? Because with uh, me and Gogo are kind of getting through things right, right now, you know? Right. So if, like, somebody said, listen, I can give Robot every day. I will play fetch with her, and every day I'll take her on runs for $200,000. Yeah. Goodbye. I might. Like You got to go. I And I love <laughs> Robot. I love her. But, like, I don't feel like I've been doing her justice at all. I haven't taken her for one run in, like, three months. I haven't thrown the ball for her in, like, at least three. Like, as soon as it's gotten cold, it's just too much work 
to get everybody outside. So a part right. of me feels like if I was promised a robot who loves doing activities that she could do more activities right now at the, her life, yes. But like, again, I'd be heartbroken in some ways, but. Now I'm going to show you how off. Well, I won't even judge her. I'll just read what she did. Okay. Okay. Uh, someone offered her 200 grand for her dog. She turned them down. She told her husband, no way, because the dog is like her baby, and she feels like she birthed the dog. Uh, random TikTok lady, I need you to take a deep breath. And, and <laughs> nobody offered her $200,000 for her dog. No. She would have no. sold her dog. She heard, yeah. she heard, it was actually 200 and in her mind, she imagined 200,000 just for like the story. Yeah. So when I got my dog, we were at PetSmart and I had had him for maybe a couple weeks. Yeah. And so he's this little tiny puppy and somebody was driving by as we're leaving PetSmart um, and we're in the parking lot. And he goes, Hey, like, how much did you pay for your dog? Yeah. So I tell him and he goes, he offered me a thousand dollars more than I paid for my dog. And I was like, Absolutely not. Yeah. Like, no. Also, who are you? What is happening? What do you want to do with my dog? No. Like, like, so, but if somebody had, like, if he was like 200, first of all, show me the $200,000 and then I'll think about it, but I'm probably still not getting rid of my dog. (laughs) But like, you just got, like, you've had had him for a week. First, I drove 23 hours to go pick my dog up and back. For, so if one week into having Prince, if somebody offered you $200,000. You wouldn't just go if you knew it was a great home. If I knew it was a great home and I had just gotten him, I would, and then totally. I would call that lady and be like, "Hey, I need another dog." Totally, and I don't mean it in a bad way, yeah. but like you'd be crazy to right. say not. Would... And again, like if I knew that robot, like Murphy is a chill dog; he doesn't need a lot of exercise. Robot does, and I haven't been doing so. The part of me that feels guilty is like if I knew that she was going to somebody right. who who had enough money and resources to like do right by robot. Yes. And also, I know people hate the puppy mill thing, but if somebody offered me 200000 for any type of dog, I'm immediately turning into a breeder and upping my prices because if one person's willing to pay, maybe there's another yeah. one. Yeah. Very true. She said she'd never sell her dog for any amount of money, but was curious what, uh, what other people would do. So would you sell your current dog or cat for $200,000, or do you agree it would be like selling your kid? Well, I've never – look, I – I think the world of Jude, but I don't consider him to be one of my kids. That's a kind of a ridiculous position. Yeah. Jude, yeah, that'd be tough. Jude's 11 years old. He'll be 11 years old in a couple of weeks. So, you know, he's, he's at the, you know, what's so weird about him last night, we sat down to watch some shows. There's my God. Streaming television is good. Yeah. There's so much good stuff. Streaming. It is amazing. It's amazing. But we're sitting there and Catherine, um, when we watch TV, she kind of lays across the couch and then I just sit up at the other end of the couch. Well, Jude decided last night that we couldn't do that, that because it's one of those L shaped couches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mom, you're going to have to stick your legs down the other side. And then when dad sits up there, then I can sit between the two of you. It was all about where he could sit. And if her legs are right next to my, my uh, hip, there's no place for him to lay. And he decided that was just not acceptable. Does he do the thing where he'll like paw at your hand or arm oh, to get you to yeah. move it so that way he can lay down? Oh yeah, he does that all the time. Now I don't, you know, I look two hundred. First of all, if I were big into money like a lot of people are, I'd be in a hell of a lot different position than I am today because I, I don't know, I probably would have sold out and 
moved to LA and kissed everybody's ass at high noon so I could become a multi multi millionaire. It's just, I've never cared for that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So 200 grand. Good. That's nice. $200,000, a lot of money, but do I, would I give up somebody? Cause I do think the world of Jude, I love Jude. He's a great mm. dog. I would never sell him for 200 grand. No way. No. Cause it's not just like, would I sell a dog for 200,000? Yes. But also right. it's like right. the, the, it's not just that it's a dog or a cat or whoever your pet is. It's the happiness that you get from that animal. Like that's what you're selling is the happiness. Is your happiness worth yes. 200,000? Yep. I would say no. <clears throat> Uh, the next story, would you sell a female coworker for 200,000? I would sell Brittany for 20 bucks. <laughs> somebody came in with a hat, half eaten breakfast sandwich. Somebody, Tevin would trade me out. Somebody came in with these notebooks today and I was like, you want Brittany in exchange for, for those notebooks? Like, yes. And you know what? <laughs> if they, it was a better place for me to be, I would say, let me go. Let me go. People. <laughs> If they have a big yard and will throw the ball for me every yes. day, let yeah. me go. You know, we just haven't taken Brittany on a run in like three months. <laughs> this is so true. Yep, that's true. <laughs> I almost never you get pet. The ball. You drop the ball, there's no question. But no, I think that's a big... Do you think that woman made up that whole story? Yeah. Uh, no. I do too. Yep. That's an insane Nobody amount of money to just... 200 grand for a dog i had a really odd interaction so robot's really pretty she's a, a blue tick coonhound and she's like classic looking she's got you know she's a spotted has like the freckly color and she's got the big ears and she's just gorgeous somebody bought her from a breeder from down south and then they they uh i think she's gun shy and they put her in secondhand hound rescue and i saw her online and i was like i love her um we were at a dog park and this guy goes hey that's a good looking uh, blue tick coonhound. I was like, thanks. You know, he could tell he was like a hunter. And he's like, so uh, can I give you my number when you breed her? And I said, oh, she's she's a rescue. She's super fixed. So like when are you, when do you guys think you're going to? He kept, he, it was like three or four times. I don't think he understood that like her parts do not create babies anymore. And he was like following me around and asking this. Jesus. I was like, sir, like, do I have to show you like, like, Make, like draw like uh, puppets like what do you what, this she can't have babies i'm not a breeder she's just it's just her vagina's for show at this point like for show like it does it does nothing for you like, look what's under this tail it's, it's not it's not doing anything for anybody sir i it was just such a funny moment where i was like yeah this you're not understanding me at all i'm waiting for you guys to understand her Good. Like, hey, no, don't well, hold your breath. And Brittany's, like, I get with those situations where, because you go to the dog park, there are some strange people that you'll bump into at the dog park. Because you get yeah. your, it's you have your people that have regular day jobs or just bring their dog to hang out. And then you have people that they go there every day and they hang out for hours and hours and they're yeah. making friends with everybody. So, yeah, it is a weird kind of melting pot of people. So you get some weirdos every once in a while. Yeah, it's fine. Okay, this is a millennial question. Because this millennials decided this, so that's why I'm asking the three of you, because mm -hmm. you all three qualify as millennials, don't you? I think. Uh, AJ's uh, AJ, right on the cusp. Yeah, depending on how right this on conversation goes, I might drift to Gen Z for the next five minutes, but <laughs> we'll we'll see. The possibility. Um, where do you do most of your work? An office chair, maybe your couch if you work from home. Well, here's another option. This is real. I am not making this up. A writer for Slate.com just did a big column on how we should all be sitting on the floor at work. Out. I'm out. I'm not sitting <laughs> on the floor. Already. I'm out. 
why would you want to sit on the floor? I do love laying and sitting on the floor. Like, I'm a floor sitter. Um, have you ever wanted to be so uncomfortable <laughs> doing the thing that you have to do to survive? Do you know what I thought it was going to say, Tom, which has been a big trend right now? Is what? doing things from your bed. That's been oh, a, yeah. There's a yeah. huge trend right now. Like, they even sell these desks that slide right up to your bed like a hospital bed Jesus. table. <laughs> Jesus. And it has been marketed to me as if they know that I have done things from my bed. I know you've mm. added it to your cart, and then you're like, ah, not I this can't week. commit. Not this I can't commit. It's like, <laughs> Tom, like on Willy Wonka, that family that just lives in their bed <laughs> is kind of my dream life. It is your dream life. It's true. A writer for Slate.com just did a big column on we should all be sitting on the floor. Instead, she claims it's done wonders for her body. She's not the first to suggest it. She lifted it from a book called Built to Move that argues our bodies aren't really meant to be sitting in chairs all day. It's okay sometimes, not always. Sitting on the floor isn't as comfortable, but that's the point. It makes you shift positions a lot more. Well, I shift positions in my chair all the time. You oh. guys have seen me on the air. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm sitting up now, but sometimes I sit back like this. Yeah. I shift mm -hmm. my position all the time sitting in chairs. Don't I, you? I drive people crazy because I move around a lot and I'll like tuck my feet in or sit crisscross mm -hmm. applesauce. Yeah. Like I have to move. But um, it's true. I like I like laying on the floor and doing things like when I used to edit podcasts, I would find myself in different. You got to switch it up because you're just hours of editing things. And so. Sometimes you got to move it to the flow, you know? Sitting on the floor isn't as comfortable, but that's the point. It makes you shift positions a lot more, which can supposedly help your joints lower inflammation and even up your metabolism. How can you up your metabolism by laying on the floor? Okay, that's ridiculous. Yeah, well, It's ridiculous. Yeah, I don't there. And it feels like every the everything changes. Because I remember when standing desks were, you know, oh, yeah. this is going to save, oh, yeah. you know, office jobs. Then it was you got to sit on those little uh, medicine ball things because yep. those are going to save it. And then, you know, so now we've just moved to the floor, which is surprising because there's no product to be sold by telling you to sit on the floor. That's a very good point. They're not going to make any money by you sitting on the floor. How dare you? Right. It just, right? It just feels like a, hey, do you not hate your job enough? Try sitting on the floor while you do it and see if you can hate it a little bit more. <laughs> oh, so when I, I was trying to get creative and I uh, couldn't afford like one of those treadmill desk things. So I was like, oh, I yeah, that's right. I was like, I got an idea. This is when I work at Stitch Fix and I was picking out clothes for women. I was like, I'll just bring my uh, laptop to Lifetime. It's it's not that easy to walk and try to type. It is, oh, does not work out for me at all. Well, what speed were you trying to walk at? <laughs> 3.5. Just a, so fast. I know. You're a dead sprint. <laughs> trying to send an email. <laughs> Hope to find you well. Hell? Pair this with the flyer jeans. All right. Anyway, it says she says standing at desks are, are good too from floor sitting. It is like the uh, sequel to that advice. Ten years ago, experts were saying everyone needs a standing desk. Now it's everyone should work on the floor. So they're just never going to be happy. No matter where you are, nope, it's, we got to change it again. I don't think I could do this whole show standing. I think I, no. I think I would bring some very weird energy to the pod. I, I've run into it at the Hubbard offices. They have every mm -hmm. like desk area has the option. The option to like raise it up. Mm -hmm. And so I see people doing that and I'm like, you know what? 
I'm standing for the next little while, and I take the time and I press the button, like it raises up. It takes forever. Everybody knows that you're doing it. Yeah, they're like, he's making a stand. But then similar, <laughs> but then similar to like the walk of shame. Yeah. After five minutes, I'm like, I want to sit down. Are <laughs> you go find a really yeah, tall yeah. chair? And then, and then yeah, and then I have to like wait till like people's doors are closed because then everybody knows. He didn't make it. Just broadcast like he regretted. He regretted his choice that quickly. He gave up. What do I mean? We've been sitting at desks and chairs for what, three hundred years? Yeah, it's been a long time. Mm-hmm. It worked pretty well. I like sitting here at a desk in my chair doing a show. I'm very comfortable. I do get up and walk. You know, during the break, I go for a little, you know, hundred step walk or something like that. Stretch it out. Do all that kind of stuff. So I don't know. Oh. I never understood the treadmill work either. So I'm going to walk eight hours a day while I'm at work? People, I don't think so. People get skinny. I mean, people look good who do that. But again, that's the kind of discipline I don't have. Um, even when you know it's good for you. Like, remember when I was in that walking challenge and I drove everyone crazy because I was walking constantly and I would go in the hallway and do my steps? Mm-hmm. I felt so good that two weeks. I'll be damned. I do not do that now that I'm not in that walking challenge. Like, I know it's good for me, but I don't want to do it. I have either workout time or I'm not working out. And in between, I'm sleeping. Yeah, well, there you go. I wonder if this has anything to do with the, like, Japanese culture because they will sit on the floor a lot. And um, whenever, because they tend to live so long that people love to copy their, you know, oh, we got to eat more fish, you got to eat more rice because, you know, the Japanese do it and they live to be 100. I wonder if that's something to to do with it where they're trying to steal from another culture and say we should all sit on the floor. How about you do what you want to do and I'll do what I want to do and then shut up all of us. Yeah, Yeah. I also have to laugh when people are like, eat more fish. And I was like, I think the key to different, you know, especially different cultures is they eat a lot less than us. So it's like, you don't have to add more things to your (laughs) diet. I think in a lot of cases, it's just the pure quantity of when I buy salmon, I buy it at Costco and I'm like, I'll take 17 servings of this salmon. Right. You eating more fish doesn't undo the fact that you supersize your meal every time you go to McDonald's. Yeah. Bring it well, on the yeah. entire school, yeah. the whole school of, of salmon. So I have a question for you. Yeah, fire away. Does shrimp and lobster qualify as fish? Yeah, but it's really hard for me to like think that that's a no. good option when I'm dipping it in butter. sugar cocktail sauce or butter like <laughs> yeah, it's, it's covered in like coconut and yeah I no. wouldn't say I'm like a pescatarian diet when it's 90% butter for me All right and I think the crustaceans aren't fish right yeah what's that it's a if crustaceans don't count as fish do they I, th- I, I think, don't they, think so. they count as like seafood but I don't know if they're like yeah. a fish oh, okay. you know no doubt about it. You guys ever had a good lobster roll sandwich? Though? Oh, yep. Yeah. Forget I, it. I dream I mean, about good ones. Yeah. Rolls. Get it? <laughs> Tom, what? What do you think is the key to a good lobster? Is it the bread? Is it like the toasted buttery bread, or is it the I lobster? I think that's a big part of it. It has. It can't be just some lame ass bread. Yeah. You're right about that. Yeah. But lobster is one of those deals. It's like when Catherine and I were in Boston a couple of years ago, sitting at that hotel, the Fairmont Hotel, eating lobster that they had just taken out of the bay was unbelievable. That my god lobster is good, but that lobster is the best lobster I've ever had. Oh, it was unbelievable. I would destroy a lobster roll right now. Should we destroy? Tell you what, we'll go to break and then you can destroy a lobster roll and then we'll come back. What do you think of that? Done. All right. We'll be right back. 
This is The Tom Bernard Show. Listen live at TomBernardShow.com or on the Tom Bernard Show app. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Michael Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with many multi-generational businesses. Take personal care dentistry of Roseville, for example. Dr. Walter Hunt, also known as Painless to me, has been a longtime customer of the bank since we opened the bank in 1998. When his son Kyle was ready to join the practice, they wanted to expand quickly. With their additional space and equipment, they now are able to see more patients each day while providing the same level of care and service. Okay, guys, I'll take it from here. If you run a family business or any kind of business for that matter, you should be banking with Brad and Mike over at North American Banking Company. Every time I deal with them, or their team, I know I'm working with experienced professional bankers. So why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, equal housing lender. You know the song Kokomo? It's supposed to be off the Florida Keys, right? Hate to break your Beach Boys bubble, but that's a fictitious place they made up for the song. Fortunately for the rest of us, the Florida Keys island chain are as real as the taxes you have to pay in Minnesota if you're a resident. Now that's a reason to move south. In addition to Florida and all of Monroe County being beautiful, the Keys from Key Largo to Key West are even more beautiful. This is Tom Bernard, part-time Florida resident myself. And if you want a second house or a new retirement home or want to become a Floridian, may I suggest you contact Matt Carlson from One Key. West Realty. Matt grew up in Litchfield. He's a super real estate agent when it comes to finding your tropical island space in the Keys. He lives there and here, and Matt knows what's best in Key West to buy for your second home in Florida. Matt teamed up with fellow Minnesotan from Sartell and Alexandria, Kristen Eklund, who's one of the top mortgage brokers in the country from Coast to Coast Mortgage. She'll get you the financing you need to buy a home in Florida or in Minnesota. Matt's part of the Lake Sotheby's International Realty Group here in Minnesota, and Kristen, his mortgage colleague, lives and works in the Keys, so they both know the Florida Keys' new and existing homes for sale and are Minnesotan through and through. Contact them by heading to OneKeyWest.com. That's OneKeyWest.com. Is that text you're sending so important that you missed your turn? Is that text you're sending so important that you ran the red light? Is that text you're sending so important you didn't see the ball coming onto the road or the child that followed? Hi, I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. When you take your eyes off the road for even four seconds, your vehicle travels 100 yards. That's the entire length of a football field. If you absolutely have to text, you need to pull off the road somewhere safe and do it from there. Texting and driving is against the law and can cause serious injury or even death to you and others. Now that is important. We hope you're never injured in a collision, but if you are, please contact us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Going farther with my Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. I will do it. I'll follow your 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 lead, I guess, there, Amy. What do you think? Yeah. 
No question about it. Could you be singing your favorite Christmas carols wrong? I don't sing a lot of Christmas carols. You you sing a lot of Christmas carols? Um, yeah, I sing them all the time now. I literally they're in my head constantly. But that's what we've been listening to at our house. Christmas carol. I do love Christmas carols. There's no question about it. Brings back some magnificent memories being a kid, right? And I definitely sing the words wrong because they're insane words that all sometimes don't apply to me at all. Um, like they're old timey situations where like I've definitely made up words to go along with it now. Wait a minute. Are you saying you're not going to ever wear your Easter bonnet again? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Mine hasn't fit for years. And <laughs> so... You in a bonnet. I got to see you in a bonnet someday. I'll rock a bonnet. <laughs> I'll rock a bonnet. I had to go all the way to Easter to go after you on that one. But, you know, could you be singing your favorite Christmas carols? Wrong experts reveal only a fraction of traditional carols are being performed properly, uh, with most tunes being made up on the spot. They... Do they people really make up words on the spot because they don't know the words to the song? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I really? work. I work with two women that do that constantly, and then my mom will literally just sing the craziest things, and it cracks me up. Um, it might have been somebody that was a friend of my oldest sister's was singing a song one time in our house, and there was a song you guys wouldn't, you probably never heard. It, it was called "Poetry in Motion." Mm. More like poetry in motion. That, talking about how lovely his girlfriend was. Mm-hmm. She was poetry in motion. Only when this woman, she, she should have been seven years older than me, I walk in the house and she's singing, Oh, a tree in motion. I'm like, what? Oh, a tree in motion. Do you really think those are the words? Well, I, I, I have that too, where it's like sometimes you just listen to a song and for some reason you interpret it a certain way. And then you ever like look up the lyrics or whatever? And, mortifying. Oh my God. I'm like, I've been singing this song wrong for five years. It's mortifying. It is a very humbling moment when you realize you've become your parents. Um, you have good examples? Um, God, what was it? Um, it was like an, like, um, I'll see if I can find it here, well, but go ahead. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, so I just did a quick search of, like, common lyrics people get wrong. And number one mm-hmm. is, like, you know, Tiny Dancer, where it's Hold Me Close, Tiny Closer, Tiny Dancer. But it's people who always think it's Hold Me Close, Tony Danza. Hold Tony closer. Danza. Yeah, they yeah. do. Tony that Danza. is a fact, by the way. Yeah. yeah. my Mine was uh, Blink-182 is What's My Age Again. Mm-hmm. Do you guys know where I'm going with this? Nope. Uh, yeah. Wait, which one? Um, It's the... Tell me the actual. I took her lyric. out. It was a Friday night. I walked alone to get no, the feeling right. No, it's not. I thought it was. I walk alone to get the feeling right. Apparently, it's I wore cologne to get the feeling right. Damn. I interesting. Cologne? I wear cologne to get the feeling really? right. Really? Yeah. Not walk I didn't alone. Know that. I sang it walk alone for a, about twenty-five years, and I, I found that out a month or two ago. I can't fix that in my brain, AJ. Like they will always be. I walked alone yeah. to get the, which doesn't make any sense. <laughs> right. How about you, Tom? Is there any big uh, misunderstanding lyric you had for years? No. See, I was in a band from the time I was 11 years old, so I always had to know the, the proper lyrics. Yeah. So I never got away with that, unfortunately. Yeah. I, I wasn't like... the singer or anything. I would do backups. No. I sang a couple of songs, but mm-hmm. yeah. For me, there was a there was an R&B song when I was in like middle school where the lyric was, she's fine too, but I want you. And I always thought it was, she's five too. 
Like he was singing about her height. <laughs> That's <laughs> like what everybody thought was, oh, she's 5'2". That's weird that he's discriminating. <laughs> like, you know, but yeah. Is it not tall enough? Is that the right. problem? <laughs> yeah, I suppose that there have to be many, many examples of people singing the wrong lyrics. I suppose it happens all the time. According to English Heritage, who have uh, carried out a deep dive into the history of Christmas hymns, I never considered them to be hymns, did you? Christmas hymn, Christmas songs. Yeah, I, hymns. I assume are like the church. Once he's fall, now he's risen. He will come again. Like, uh, like angels we have heard on high. I think is technically also a hymn, but I know people sing that as a Christmas carol. Do they? Yeah, they do, don't they? I think yeah, so. Yeah, that's true. Good points. Uh, research from the charity has shown a light on Britain's festive traditions and revealed that in many cases, most carols have never had a correct melody. Instead, uh, current melodic norms date back to the 19th century when efforts were made to standardize the canon. Before this, many carols uh, were in anarchic uh, in nature, had no formal tune, with congregations and soloists merely improvising the melody on the spot. I did, did you know that? I had no idea they would just improvise carols. That's pretty fly to think about some of those things were improvised. Like, it also yeah. makes sense because some of them are weird. So, yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah. How about a rum-pum-pum-pum? Who came up with that one? Rum-pum-pum-pum. You were just freestyling at that point. Just scatting. Yes, we were just scatting, right? What is it again? What are the words of that song? I can't remember the words of that song. Come, they told me. Me and my drum. I had to do the pum, pum, pum part. Absolutely. So what was it? What was the line again? Come, they told me. Come, they told me. Me and my drum. I can't even think of like the what the words would be. The angels, something, something, rum pum pum pum. They put out a dinner spread, rum pum pum pum. That's what it is. No, that's not what it is. I was just trying to. We didn't sit around the house singing a lot of Christmas carols. I got to be honest with you. I just, I mean, I like listening to them on the radio and all that stuff, and that's. No to Christmas music. I have no gifts for him. Prum, pum, pum, pum. Isn't that part of it? Yeah. No, I'm not. No, I'm not no, at no, all. That's, yeah, that, I was I like trying to remember. I was like that, and I don't even know who says that or why they say that. And it's like the baby, something about baby Jesus is in there. I know. I swear I'm not looking it up. Yeah, we believe you. Right. Is she buying it? <laughs> I think so. I think so. So yeah. leading the study, Dr. Michael Carter, the senior uh, properties historian at English Heritage, said only a fraction of medieval Christmas carols retain their original score. And it's entirely possible that in many instances, they were never composed at all. So they never, people think they've heard this, but there was never any real song. How is that possible? Yeah, that's crazy. Like are we unitedly all thought it happened. Yeah, exactly. And now they're saying some of these songs were never even composed. All right. Hmm. I suppose, I, I don't know. Like I said, I've never been a big Chris. I like Christmas carols, but I've never been a big singing Christmas carols kind of guy. Yeah. You know? I like Christmas. We have a playlist on Spotify we like. It's like Christmas Goes Pop, and it's just a bunch of new and old uh, pop singers singing uh, Christmas songs. We, I like that mix. It's kind of the perfect mm -hmm. combo. 
Okay. Yeah, I understand. Uh, we can invite our listeners to call in to do you have a favorite Christmas song? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What is it? Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. Number one with a bullet. AJ, don't make right. a face. I'm just it's saying, you know, it's, it's, it's a song. <laughs> it's a song. It's okay. a song. So do you, have, do you have a favorite one, AJ? Yeah, Jingle Bell Rock. Good song. By who, though? Oh, I've, the original person. I don't know. Oh, the original? Okay. I'll look it up. It was Bobby Helms. I think it was Bobby Helms that did Jingle Bell Rock. I'm not sure, but I think it was Bobby Helms. Brittany? But you're getting a lot closer to my area. Brittany, what do you got? Rocking Around the Christmas Tree by Brenda Lee. Brenda Lee. That's a good. So it's got some age on most of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. that one because then she just like, just, I mean, it's cute. It's fun. It's She's got a very cute voice. And yeah, it's, it's yeah. a vibe. And I'll say runners up are like Last Christmas and the Chipmunk Christmas song. Oh my God. And my life. <laughs> Bruce Springsteen has a pretty good one too, just because he they, they wail on the sax. Is Whoever's- that? Is that the one where they go one more time and he does something at the end? Or is that I don't know, but it's always that when it's on the radio, they play like the live version yeah. for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And I mean, granted, it works, but you know. Tom, what's your favorite Christmas song? I We got to play a little bit of it. You got to look up. Uh, it's called When Christmas is Near. You guys ever heard that song? That's- I think so. It was a phenomenal song. And you got to play, if you're going to play it, you got to play a little bit of it and then forward it to the very end because he hits a note at the end of that song that is unbelievable. But it's such a wonderful, it just, you know how holidays are supposed to relax you and go, oh my God, it's Christmas. How wonderful. Yeah. That song does that to me. It makes me very relaxed and happy just to hear it. Is George, it was it George uh, Benson? No, who, who? Yeah, this is it. Brooke Who's Benton. Who? Brooke Benton. Oh, Brooke Benton, yes. Little girls and little boys dream of worlds full of toys. This time, you said there's a note at the end that you like gotta hear to play like the last 20 seconds. It is amazing. It gave me goosebumps. I loved it. Oh, it's a wonderful song. Brooke Benton was one of the great singers of all time, anyway. Listen to this last 20 seconds. That was just the, when he was last 20 seconds when he was singing. Santa Claus is on his way. Loads of joy on his sleigh. This time of the year when Christmas is that's all i got to tell you try hitting that note god he was a great singer yeah velvet Velvet. yeah that's that classic christmas voice that you can kind of equate that to any version of any song you hear like yeah that reminds me specifically of christmas yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, it's just a beautiful song, beautifully sung, the whole deal. And I also like Blue Christmas by Elvis Presley. That's a great one, too. We, we had uh, mm-hmm. listeners write in. Do you want to hear some of them? Love it. Uh, Kim wrote in, I want a hippopotamus for Christmas, which is I want yeah. a hippopotamus for Christmas. <laughs> That's super cute. <laughs> a great um, song. Joe says, uh, Little Drummer Boy. 
Uh, Aaron says, Oh, Holy Night by Josh Groban. Josh Groban, he's got a set of pipes. Oh, that boy can sing. Yeah. No doubt about it. Uh, Little St. Nick by the Beach Boy or the Beach Boys is Connor's Mm -hmm. favorite. Dave said, Mistress for Christmas by ACDC. I don't know that one. Okay. Officer Dave. Officer Dave. Yeah. And then uh, Trevor. Yeah, we'll have to look that up. Uh, Trevor said, uh, White Christmas. Oh, God, you, you got to go with White Christmas, too, because, I mean, Bing Crosby. Yeah. Now that you want to talk about a great singer, there's another man could sing his ass off. Yeah, and uh, that, I mean, so true. Eric said, uh, Baby, It's Cold Outside, which is just such a Baby cute back outside. and forth. And then I still love, too, um, what's the one about uh, she's. Don't say the shoes song. No, no not the, the shoes. shoes I would song. never. The one that we're um, uh, Santa Baby. I love oh, that, and that's, that's been so covered. Good. I know, and that's been covered <laughs> by so many people, and it's always so. I love it because I just I like singing it mm-hmm. like as if I should also get those things. Yeah, Santa. The so original Ariana one by Grande. Eartha Kitt. I think so. Yeah. I think it was Eartha Kitt. Yeah. What were you saying, Tim? Oh, no, I was going to say the Ariana Grande version of so good. Britney's uh, Chris Santa Baby song is one of my favorites. It's so good. Santa Baby is a great song. No question. that everybody? I think so. And yeah. AJ, you should find there's the worst Christmas song of all time. And it's not the shoes one because that like at least is a legitimate Christmas song. Is it the one that I was telling you about a couple weeks ago? I, only if you were telling <laughs> me about the yin, the yin Yang twins. Oh, no. I was Please telling. search it up. You probably AJ, can only play a few minutes or a few seconds of it because that's all you need. AJ, the one you sent us was the most unhinged <laughs> link. What? I didn't get it. Uh, we definitely sent it to all of us, and like it ruined me for a good day. I did not get it. Tabitha, what am I looking up here? Look up the Yin Yang Twins Christmas album. There's one. So it's this Atlanta rap duo, Tom. Is and, it Deck the Club? And, uh, I don't know what it's called, but the, one of the songs that starts out with like them going, ho, 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 ho. And oh, usually, yeah, hold on. It's, it's called Ho, 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 parentheses, Dirty ho Christmas. Yes. Just you, All you have to do is play the first two seconds of it. All right. Hold on here. I'm getting an ad for Lexus. Uh, damn. But yeah, it's easily <laughs> the worst Christmas song I've ever heard in my life. But they did pronounce the words correctly. Most people say yin yang, and it's yin yang. That's how it's supposed to be pronounced. Yeah, yeah. I'd... I just said I want my presents. Ho, ho, ho. So, God. Add that to your Christmas list. Just, of just have like white Christmas playing and, you know, little uh, boys and little girls. And then all of a sudden, ho, ho, ho. I am dropping $100 on touch tunes at the bar on the, like, the Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> just that yep. over and over. Uh, over oh. and over again. So we are singing our Christmas songs correctly. We chose great I, all four of those songs are really, really terrific songs that we picked, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, is there one Christmas song? I mean, I know the, the what is it called? The Little Shoes or the Baby Shoes? What's it called? Uh, the Christmas shoe Shoes, I think. So Christmas s- Shoes, yeah. yeah. Something like that. I cannot listen to it. It's no. the saddest damn thing I've ever heard in my entire life. No, thank you. If only he were still alive to nope. wear his Christmas shoes. <sighs> it's like, shut up! Because if I am in one of my vulnerable moments, I will go down the that 
the the things you're not supposed to think about applying it to yourself. So that song was what could have been recorded with disassociation in mind. I can't disassociate when I'm feeling tired or hungry and all of a sudden I'm crying over my child who is perfectly fine napping in her crib. So I don't know. Thank you. I don't don't write a Christmas song about a baby dying for Christ's sake. Hot take. Hot take. And I agree with it. Wait, I thought the mom was dying in that song. I thought it was a little kid. I thought it was a little kid, too. No, it's because the kid's wanting to buy the shoes for his mom. Yeah. Because she's not going to make it to next year. Oh, no, it's baby shoes. No, because it's, sir, I want to buy, buy these, these shoes, shoes for my mama, mama please. It's a different song. It's Christmas Eve. Oh, we're thinking there's shoes multiple shoe songs? I, oh, there's a song about baby shoes at Christmas, yeah. Oh, oh. No, I, whenever I think of the shoe one, I think of the mom one, and I just, like, yeah. You guys, I could not sing it, and you guys both <laughs> knew it. That's wild. What? What do you mean? What's, there's nothing but talent on this yeah. show. What I, are you talking about? I think they're talented. I just was shocked. I would never listen to that song because I always thought it was about a little baby dying, and I don't want to. But well, I, there is one about a little baby dying. Well, you, you and me, Tom, we've either avoided it, and to the point that we've decided that it's that, or there is another one out there. <laughs> Tell you what, you guys, let me know when you want me to get the mood back right, so we can. W- w- whenever you're done talking about shoes, about like for babies dying. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a mood setter that we can get things back on track. So you just let me know when you want that. Sounds wonderful. All right. I guess now is the time. So bad. You've ruined the entire country for things like that. Oh. Did people buy that? I hope not. <laughs> it's, I don't see it topping the list anywhere, so I don't know if it's. No. It just is a. It's a weird vibe. It's a weird vibe, but I feel like I want to play it when yeah. people enter my house for a party. Would yeah. you believe that the comments on YouTube are turned off for that video? <laughs> no, I'm you, shocked. You're kidding me. I'm shocked. Oh, Honestly, God. so we went from Brooke Benton to who was that? Yin Yang. The Yin Yang yes. twins. Yep. Yin Yang twins. Okay. So, so we go from Brooke Benton to that. Yeah, I mean, what it's it's musical genius, I would say, is what Whoa, this show is. And Tom, if you really want to get your Christmas Carol world topsy turvy, old an old fashioned Christmas by Linda Bennett is the one to check out. It's just a, I don't know that one. It's a it's it's four minutes long, so I'm not going to play the whole thing. But All right, we can play some of it though. But it's a Christmas look. I mean, it's December twelfth. So it's time to kick it into high gear. We only got 13 more days till Christmas and only 12 more days till Christmas Eve. So we, look, I'm getting in the spirit. That's all I'm saying. This is your music, news, and weather station, bringing you the best in Christmas music on this beautiful Christmas Eve. Is that a mandolin? I like that. Yeah, you know, it's a little, we're setting the mood here. We're kind of getting outside, into it. Outside, the snow is falling. What a sight to see. Daddy will be coming home as happy as can be. He'll be walking through the door ten minutes after nine. Because the bus he takes each night is always right on time. It's gonna be a very 
does he get killed in a bus accident? <laughs> is that what happens? <laughs> oh, look at you laughing. Have you heard this is that what? Have you is heard that this <laughs> Have you heard this song? He actually gets killed what? in a bus accident? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Does he really? Hold on, I'll see if I can skip ahead here. What? Oh my god. Number five bulletin. We're sorry to interrupt this program, but a bulletin has just been handed me. There's been a serious accident involving the number five bus out of New Haven. No, it's insane. Is that the bus skidded on a patch of ice and slammed into a tree? Stay tuned to this station for further details. No, it gets worse. Mommy, isn't that the bus? Daddy rides each night. Oh my gosh! Your mind at ease, my children. Everything's alright. It gets worse. Everyone. It does? Yeah. So, so dying dad crawls up the stairs at the house. Oh, here so we they go. declare everybody on the bus is dead. Like that yeah. at one point is said. Ladies and gentlemen, I've just been handed the latest report involving bus number five out of New Haven. And from all indications, we're sorry to report that there were no survivors. Me? <laughs> Okay, you ready for the biggest plot twist in musical history? Dad knocks on the door. Oh, oh no, oh no. Well, Dad was actually in the toilet the whole time. Daddy! Daddy! Merry Christmas, everybody. No, it's late, and I missed my bus. Well, don't just stand there. Help me with these presents. It's gonna be so what, 30, 40 people are dead? <laughs> not him, though. Not him, no. though. Let's celebrate. 40 people Dumbass will not be getting their parent. It's the, it's a four and a half minute wild ride of this family is waiting for their dad to get home to, is did his bus crash? Wait, did he die? Wait, the mom is in tears? Wait, just kidding. He just was late at work, so he missed his bus. Everybody else that died. Super dead. There are bodies everywhere in this small town. We can't. Right. The coroner's office is oh. so backed up. We have to reach out to other towns. People will mourn. Oh. We will have put up grave sites for years to come. It's terrible. But Dad's home. Merry Christmas. Well, I'm sorry, but oh. AJ has to leave because there's been a Christmas bus accident. Oh. <laughs> Where did you come? I've never even heard that before. There's a reason they don't play it on the year, yeah. like every every holiday season. Can you remember being? Can you imagine, Tom? So like these voice actors came in and they're like, "Okay, now I have to act." Will you cry like your husband has died, and you have to be strong for your children? Oh my God, Daddy's dead! <laughs> like what the actual hell? What, Way what, to go, AJ. One of the top comments is, this is maybe the only Christmas song to include, to include the phrase, no survivors. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's very good. No survivor Christmas song. Yes. That's what we need more of right there, ladies and gentlemen. All right. AJ's got to hit the road. Devin's moving in there. Andy's uh, at, the, at the doctor, so he's not going to be in today. And I... Apparently, there were no survivors of this show. That's oh. what it sounds like to me. <laughs> That's wild. All right, we'll take a break. Be right back. This is the Tom Bernard Show.
Tom here, and I want to discuss a partnership that has been wonderful in my life, Zero Res Carpet Care. Very good friends of mine. Nothing is better to someone with a family than having a completely clean home. Your carpet is the biggest filter in your house. If you want to talk about pet dander or foot traffic, dirt from the outside, they all eventually reside in your carpet. So, Zero Res Carpet Care. Listen, around the holidays, you need to contact ZeroResMinnesota.com or call 952-Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z. That's 952-Zero-Res. They clean your home with their electrolyzed pH-elevated water that doesn't use chemicals or soaps that smell like a janitor's closet like other cleaning services. How about a time deal? Well, here it is. Get three rooms, zero resified, starting at $129, and don't forget your air ducts. Mention me, and they'll discount your air vents by $75, bucks too. This is for the entire month, so call them right now, 952-ZERO-RES, backward or forwarded, spells the same, or book online, zeroresminnesota.com. If it's available, ask for them to come to your place in the Tom Bernard named service truck. What an honor that was, by the way. Just mention me by name and get the special deal to get your home clean and your heart happy. Zero res car. Guys, if you want to reignite your intimacy once and for all, listen. Just give Twin Cities Premier Health a call for a discreet and confidential in-office evaluation by their highly trained staff of medical professionals. Acoustic wave therapy sessions are 25 to 30 minute treatments with no pain, no downtime afterward. And right now, Twin Cities Premier Health is offering a free treatment and a free consultation when you book today. Receive this $800 value when you use code word TOM at TwinCitiesPremierHealth.com. You may know that age-related erectile dysfunction is most commonly caused by a buildup of plaque in the arteries that supply blood to the erectile tissue. Acoustic wave therapy can rescue your relationship and has been clinically proven to break up plaque. Definitely take advantage of this limited-time special offer. Receive a free treatment and a free consultation when you book today. This is a savings of $800 when you use code word TOM at TwinCitiesPremierHealth.com. Be sure to use promo code TOM so we get credit for sending you. I wouldn't recommend a service like this unless I knew they could help you. TwinCitiesPremierHealth.com. I'm so happy to welcome back our longtime friend, Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning, to the show. I've known Steve, the owner, for many years, and I completely trust Sabre to keep my house comfortable. Why? Sabre does everything the right way, and they always put the customer first. I love the team at Sabre because their service experts are experienced NATE certified technicians, not salespeople. Their pricing is completely upfront, and they fix only what needs to be fixed, nothing more. Sabre is dedicated to giving customers what they need, when they need it, at the fair price. Keeping your family safe and comfortable without breaking the bank. Give Sabre Heating and Air Conditioning a try. I know they'll take care of you just like they've taken care of me and my family. Whether you need a new Bryant furnace or air conditioner replaced, or just simply need a service call to get you going again, go to SabreHeating.com. That's S-A-B-R-E Heating.com. Sabre and Bryant. Whatever it takes. You have all helped support MyPillow and their employees in these tough economic times. Mike Lindell knows this and continues to give back to listeners with great deals on his most popular products. Right now, you can save 50% on Queen and King pillows and the original My Slippers, and the MyPillow six pack bath towel sets are back in stock. The proprietary technology makes them extremely absorbent, yet still provides that soft feel you look for in a towel. Set comes with two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. Regular price is $79.98. And for a limited time, you can get this six-pack towel set for only $39.99 with promo code TOM. That's a 50% savings. So go to MyPillow.com, use promo code TOM to save 50% on the MyPillow six-pack towel sets. That is just $39.99 for a set. This deal will not last long. Enter promo code TOM for this special and many more.